0: This is Eric Corey, and welcome to Smash and Grab, my latest podcast. Now, as I watch the ever-increasing incidents of smash and grab robberies being shown on television or on my device, I can't help but to think of the direct correlation between the sudden rise in this brazen illegal activity and the recent changes in the law that made it all possible. And that law is California's Proposition 47. It was a law passed in 2014 that magically turns felonies into misdemeanors as long as those felonies are for $950 or less. A curious number, that $950. I wonder who came up with that. But anyway, this imaginary $950 threshold made such crimes as shoplifting, petty theft, writing bad checks, possessing stolen property, and drug possession as now misdemeanors, which is the legal equivalent to a parking ticket. And I can guarantee you 100% that 100% of the people you see perpetrating these smash-and-grab crimes care little about a parking ticket. So each and every night, you can walk into a Walgreens Pharmacy here in California, smash open a glass cabinet, and take $949 worth of merchandise and just walk out the door with little or no resistance. And in the off chance that you do get caught, well, you'll be written a citation and be on your way. Until tomorrow, when you can go back and do it all over again, with similar non-existent consequences. But as bad as all that sounds, it doesn't compare to the, to the level of helplessness and anger that I feel, that I know we all feel, as we watch this stuff take place. You know, I want to go smack these criminals on the nose with a rolled-up newspaper and say no, and discipline them just like the, the dogs that they are. But I mean, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to jump in front of an armed criminal, completely ill-prepared for such an encounter to save a few dollars of merchandise that doesn't even belong to you? I mean, how could you not feel anger and help us this as we watch these crimes committed in broad daylight by fearless criminals in the presence of innocent people just going about their day? You see, these criminals now know, as a direct result of this Proposition 47, that they won't get arrested. They won't get anything. And there's nothing any of us can do to stop them. And they know that, too. In most California cities, the official police policy is that pursuing such criminals is a waste of government resources. So they don't. As a direct result of that dereliction of duty, the criminals are free to be criminals. All thanks to the liberally educated, progressive free thinkers that run this state. Even though I live in southern, southern California, I spent the better part of the last 10 years intermittently working in the heart of San Francisco. It's one of my most favorite places to be. It's also the city where much of the smash and grab takes place. But it's so much worse than just that. The open drug dealing and drug use on a public street with operating businesses and children around that's the one that floors me the most. And I, I wish that wasn't an exaggeration, but it's not. I have firsthand knowledge that it's not. It's everywhere. And so prevalent is the crime of smashing car windows to take whatever may be inside that there's cars parked everywhere with handmade signs in the windows telling would be criminals that there's nothing in this car of value. Please don't smash my window. And since the passage of this Proposition 47, that crime, that smash and grab of stuff out of a car, has increased over 75%. And good luck owning a bike in that town. Bike locks are as useless as the police. Now, I don't mean to make that a slight on the police. They're just doing what they're told by a tightly run city of politicians trying to change the world. The problem is the world doesn't want their change. And they know it. And how do we know they know it? Well, because in order to change the laws that they so eagerly want to change, they have to call it something it's not. So they can dupe the 4.2 million idiots who actually voted for it. In the case of Proposition 47, what the politicians were aiming to do was to empty the prisons and take the money saved to instead rehabilitate the criminals. They wanted to jam down our throats their version of enlightenment by showing compassion for the criminal. They wanted to redo a crime and punishment system that has been placed since forever. But they couldn't call it the Making Crime Legal So We Can Feel Good About Ourselves Act. Not likely to get many votes with that title. So instead, they called it the Safe Neighborhood and Schools Act. Now, it could just as well be called the Safe Babies and Cold Beer Act, because who doesn't want safe neighborhoods and schools any less than people want safe babies and cold beer? As incredible as it sounds, legalizing drug dealing, shoplifting and smashing someone else's property was actually called the Safe Neighborhood and Schools Act. It's it's astonishing. I mean, I actually had to go back and check it twice. It sounded so preposterous, but it's true. California's Proposition 47 is really called the Safe Neighborhood and Schools Act with the most tortured logic imaginable. They promise that money saved from imprisoning people will be used to pay for safe neighborhoods and schools. You see, here in California, there are no truth in labeling laws when it comes to propositions. And people who would use such deception, well, they they incriminate themselves by the very act of calling something that puts criminals on the streets and legalizing theft as safe neighborhoods and schools. I mean, could there be any better contradiction in terms? And that's how you know they're lying. And they know they're lying. And they probably know you know they know they're lying. Yet, there we have it. With the best of misplaced intentions, the legislators in our state have legalized crime that we are now expected to accept as the new enlightened norm. And it's all done so they can give themselves the self-satisfaction of doing something they think they will make the world a better place, or showing the rest of us how smarter and how better they are than the dimwits who would arrest people for committing such crimes. Now, this change in the law allows people with previous felony convictions relief from all the restrictions and freedoms that a felony conviction brings. Now that the law that they broke has retroactively been reclassified as a misdemeanor, they are no longer considered felons. But more importantly, this law allows the state to release people currently in prison whose crimes were also retroactively changed from felonies to misdemeanors, which, as a theory would go, would produce prison population freeing up all that cash for safe babies and cold beer. It was so important to these people that they virtue-signaled their unequaled compassion by decriminalizing shoplifting and property crimes, allowing drug dealers to operate without fear of retribution, that they were willing to put an entire state of law-abiding citizens at risk and in harm's way. So certain were they that this was the best use of their lofty education and enlightened thinking that they would abandon all reason and common sense to, to make such a law possible. But the truth is, it was never about doing what's right, because this so obviously was not. It was always about the money. And in this case, $100 million. Money that was once dedicated to running prisons, something out of their control, that can now legally be shifted to local neighborhoods and schools to create programs to be run by willing accomplices, something that is in their control. Groups who would then gift the politicians back that money in the form of campaign contributions and forever indebtedness while doing nothing to make the neighborhoods and schools safer. The fallout from their greed and egotism has been, even by their own accounting, nothing more than an abject failure. And like I said earlier, aside from the statistics I'm about to share, the worst part of it all is having to watch these crimes as they're happening and experience a level of anger and disbelief that's so overwhelming for me that a government would allow such activity and openly advocate for its continuance is so hard for even the most open-minded of us to process. Now, statistics are always going to be doctored, and trying to be accurate here is going to be a challenge, and anyone in opposition to the point I'm trying to make here will challenge everything I claim. So accounting for even the most myopic partisan objection and using numbers provided by the Public Policy Institute of California, a not-really-non-biased group, the results go something like this. Reported crime is up at the very least 9% all over the state. Now, we know that that number is way low because of all the crime that goes unreported as mandated by Proposition 47. And that percentage is only for data provided through 2020. It does not include any of the unreported crime. These numbers in 2021 and 2022 promise to be much higher. Firearm deaths are up a whopping 43% since 2010. And the recidivism rate for all the criminals released as part of this progressive law has remained as it was prior to its passage, around 70%. Meaning 70% of all the criminals released by this progressive do gooders in our state will now go out and commit more crimes. Now, you have to be ready for those who will tout one statistic that they use to support their case. And the statistic is often quoted shows that arrests in California have decreased every year since 2006. And while that may be true, it does not account for all the arrests that are no longer being made due to the uselessness of arresting people on misdemeanors. It's just one of those statistics used to give the morons who believe in such stuff something to fire back at their opponents. Arrests are down not because there is less crime. They are down only because there are less arrests being made by police who have been told not to arrest people who smash car windows or ransack a local drugstore or write bad checks or openly deal drugs. The police no longer arrest people for these crimes, and that is the only reason arrests have been decreasing since 2006, not due to some progressive program. It's just another lie told by the purveyors of such nonsense and proof of their planned deception. And now for the different story. According to California's Secretary of State, there are 25 million people eligible to vote in the state, but less than 25% of those eligible actually voted in 2014 the year this proposition was passed. And that's the main reason why such laws get passed. 18 million of the 25 million eligible voters did not vote, allowing four million people to approve this landmark proposition that does nothing less than turn the state into a haven for criminals. I've been pounding this drum since 1984, is actually because an overwhelming number of Californians are not participating in the process that allows such laws to be passed, that allows such deception and naming proposition laws to continue. And it's the very thing that allows for a government to remain unaccountable. I have always maintained that the one thing the people who created this form of government, this representative republic, could have never imagined, that more than half of its citizenry would not exercise their right to vote. And Unfortunately, that number holds true nationwide as well as here in California. There is little doubt that this upcoming midterm election in 2022 will be fought on this ground, this rise in crime. Of course, homelessness and the rate and the cost of living here in the state will also drive people to the polls, but nothing compares to the outrage people feel while helplessly watching smash-and-grab crime take place. If those of us who see this injustice as it really is and will just stand up and say no more, well, we can make it all go away. Now, conversely, if the people who watch these smash-and-grab crimes go unpunished, remain on the sidelines, then we will have no one but ourselves to blame when the most prosperous state in the world implodes under the weight of its own complacency. So here's the part you really need to know. The people who approve this law, well, they all have names. And most, if not all, will be asking for your vote in 2022. People like State Senator Nancy Skinner and L.A. District Attorney George Gascon, the people who co-authored this bill. Names like Gavin Newsom, who actively promoted its passage and signed it into law. And names like San Francisco District Attorney Chesa Bodine, who enforced its inaction. There's a special place for people who would put their own self absorbed beliefs ahead of public safety. And public office is not that place. And in the case of LA District Attorney George Gascon, well, he will be facing a recall in Los Angeles in November of 2022. And so, too, will San Francisco District Attorney Chessa Bodine, who faces his own recall in June of 2022. Now, these two people have a greater responsibility for the rise in crime than those who actually wrote the law. You see, these two people who are in charge of enforcing law, well, they've decided that they're not going to charge people who commit such crimes as prostitution or drug dealing, because they see these crimes as, quote, victimless crimes. They've told their police departments to not pursue shoplifters or pursue people who destroy and steal personal property. They're also the ones who eliminated cash bail and are openly pro-criminal and anti-law enforcement. And that last part, that's not a matter of opinion. That is their publicly stated stance and one that they will tout at every opportunity. See, all these people have names. Names you should know and names you should make sure never sully the rosters of our glorious state capitol again. So the next time you watch another smash-and-grab crime, just know that you elected the people who made it possible. And if you're one of the 18 million who didn't vote, well, you're the reason it's happening. And you're the reason it will keep happening. And you're the only one who can make it stop. 18 million people. If only 50% of these people would get involved and vote, we could double the number of people who think all this is okay. And we can rid ourselves of the justice warriors with misplaced intelligence who only exist Because the good people of the state do nothing to stop them. You need to stand up and be counted because you're our only hope. This is Eric Corey.